episode two, recorded before a live studio audience. Well, hey, Pastor Justin. Hey, Aaron. Great to be back for our second installment of What's the Buzz at Grace Hill. Round two. Round two. Uh, It was really fun the first time, so looking forward to today as well. Um, Again, the reason for this podcast is an opportunity for us to go a little bit deeper um, and expand upon the the Sunday sermon. Um, Again, a lot of prep goes into um, those sermons for you all, for you and Pastor Brady weekly, and for you to... um, to narrow it down to 20 minutes or so, um, we know that there's a lot more to be shared. And so this is an opportunity now for us to go a bit deeper into each weekly message. So thanks again for taking the time and looking forward to hearing what you have to say today. This is kind of a kind of a unique experience because you didn't deliver the message. Nope. So our pastor in training, Vicar Brady, delivered the message. And I, I think it's kind of interesting that uh, that we had him deliver a message the week that he's moving, too, because I'm sure he had <laughs> nothing else going on but to just give as much prep into <laughs> delivering a message. Yeah, half our staff was moving this week, so that was mm. that was challenging. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, mm-hmm. I, I would recommend everybody move at least uh, every two or three years or so. Yeah. So they can get rid of 90% of the garbage that accumulates in a house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Get a big dumpster, fill it up. It's a good time. It is. It is. How was your move, by the way, just from, from Knoxville to here? I'm assuming that you yeah. had like movers come. They like, did you guys box everything up on your, on your own? No, we, we had them do that. We did, you know, they came in and with like a team of five and, put everything in a box in like a day, you know? And the weird part was they put my car on in the semi too. In? In the semi. In the same with all trailer our stuff. with all your stuff? Yeah. How big was that semi? It was, it, I mean, it was one of those moving semis, you know? But, because we, we were talking to them and they're like, you're still going to have like a third of the truck, you know? And, and I said, well, what about my, you know, car, like... And they were like, yeah, we fit cars on there. And so, like, I, they packed it all up and then at the very end very pulled back. my car on. Wow. And he had to, like, climb out through the trunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they, like, closed it all up. That's wild. Yeah. I wouldn't think they could do that. I didn't know they could do it. But then they, they suggested it and we did it. And that worked for us because then we all drove in one car to... Oh, right. ...to here. Yeah. But we... So we... When we moved here seven years ago... I mean, housing was still the same. Like, you know, we, we had two days to find a house. We flew here after we said yes to the call. <laughs> we had, like, two days, and uh, uh, Vicky uh, <clears throat> took us around. And everything we looked at, it was just, it was either gone or it wasn't a right fit, and we didn't want to rush it. And so we actually didn't find anything. And we told her, we said, just find us a townhouse. You know, like, and... and uh, so we, like, kind of sight unseen, moved into a townhouse. It was right by Laszlo's. Um, yeah. Uh, like, kind of just northwest of Laszlo's mm-hmm. in that first street there. Um, and it, and uh, I loved that little townhouse. Yeah. We were there for six months, and we took our time. And and then, uh, you know, housing is crazy. Because we, we said, like, we're not going to get pushed into something. We're not going to rush. And then after like six months, it was like, I remember our house came on the market with no pictures 
and we were the first people to go see it. Like we saw it like within hours of it coming up, and like we made an offer right then. Like we want to be first. Like we'll take it. You know, asking price. Like we'll take it. <laughs> like it was everything we said we wouldn't do. <laughs> you know, like, but it was crazy. But I love our house, and uh, many many people get to come to our house for starting points, right? right? And yeah. yeah, get greeted by your wonderful children. Yes, and our dog. <laughs> and your dog. Last, uh, yeah, last week or a week and a half ago or whatever it was, um, when I was there, she laid on my feet. Oh, yes. Yeah. She is. She's a two-year chocolate, two-year-old chocolate lab. She is, she's the sweetest thing in the world. She's, she's very perfect. sweet. Although I heard, I've learned that when dogs lay on your feet, it's their, it's their way of saying, I'm in control of you. So you're not supposed to let them do that. Really? Like if you're sitting or standing and they're laying or sitting on your feet, you're supposed to like shoo them off your feet. Yeah. Interesting. I'm learning all kinds of things. We just shipped our dogs off. Did you know this? Did I tell you this? No. So we're in the middle of a move, as you kind of referenced here at the front. And part of this move is a transitional um, phase where we're going to be living with our in-laws while our house is being... So let's talk about that. How do you feel about moving in with your in-laws? I feel great about it. I think they're the most wonderful people. What are you laughing at, man? <laughs> you have to say that. We're on... Well, no, I really being do. Recorded. I really do. I think they're, they're great. They're very gracious to allow us to do that. That is. I mean, that's... We're moving in, you know, it's it's a circus moving into their house, really, mm-hmm. um, with kids and, and, and pets. And one of the issues that we have is they don't have a fence. <clears throat> and uh, and so we need our dogs to be, you know, pretty, pretty obedient. And they're not. Um, and... There are no bad pets, just bad pet owners, mm-hmm. and that's us, or my wife, at least. She's so, the enabler. Totally. So we are shipping them off to essentially doggy drill camp. But they're kind of older, right? Yeah, eight and five. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to train them now? They go away for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. And they're going to come back. Lean, mean, fighting machines. <laughs> and they, like, give you, like, the commands that they've learned and stuff. And yeah, I think there's, like, a three-hour wrap-up at the end of it. Where they do say, you have to go and do it? At the, at the very end. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But essentially, it's they're going to be brand-new dogs. <laughs> and then you're going to love them. I love them anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's how you talk about them around the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But, um, yeah, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know where I was going with that. Other than the fact that I'm shipping my dogs off, and they're going to come back lean, mean fighting machines, and not lay on your feet, and not. That's right. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to. They won't be in control of me. I'm in control. There you go. So, <laughs> this week, we get the opportunity for you as uh, Vicar Brady's mentor. Mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Boss, yeah. Um, to well, maybe we should explain that program. There's probably people that don't understand the the program. Good point. Yeah, he introduces himself as Vicar Brady. Yeah, what think, is a vicar? Yeah, yeah. What is a vicar? Yeah, it sounds like a very old school, very it traditional is. terms like vicars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Hello, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, so yeah. So. Um, there's two ways to become a pastor. You can either um, go to seminary for four years. You have to have a bachelor's already. 
um, but you go to seminary for, to get your master's. Um, or they have this program called SMP, Special Ministry Pastor. And you can actually uh, stay at a church. That church can pay for your long-distance learning. Um, and you, you don't take as many courses, so you always have to be an associate. You can't ever be a senior unless you have like special permission and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, because you, you only basically take about half the courses that the, the pastors that go to seminary get. Um, but you get the huge benefit is you don't have to pick up your family, move mm-hmm. to St. Louis, and then like move again. Yeah. Like, and you already know your spot. You're, you're already there, and you get to train on site while you're learning, while you're growing. Um, and so Brady's in year two, just starting year two of that process. And so he actually gets ordained as a pastor at the end of this year, but then he still has two more years of school right? Uh, to just kind of keep keep learning and growing. Yeah, so as an ordained pastor in our church body, um, he can perform weddings. Right. Right. Um, baptisms. Yeah, he can do Yeah, he can do everything. As a vicar right now, he's allowed to do everything with my permission. With your permission? Yes. Do you grant permission to him? I always. Always. <laughs> yes, please. It's like, yes. is this taking it off my plate? Yes. Granted. Well, I mean, like, things like um, uh, presiding over communion. Mm-hmm. Like, technically only the pastor does that. Right. But when I'm not here, which is usually when he does it, yeah. you know, it's, yes, Brady, you have permission. Yeah, for sure. Preside over that and... To do, yeah, to do anything that's needed. So the SMP program is, is really good for, and, and popular, I should say, um, for second career yes. people. Yep, and so, like Brady, yeah. Yeah, in Brady's case, um, he was an optometrist. Right. Is, I mean, do you ever not, I mean, do you I ask him to check my eyes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, Brady, you looking just, good? Can, you, uh, can you get a flashlight and see what's happening in He's here? He's like, uh, you're not getting enough iron in your diet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but a lot of uh, DCEs, um, yep. directors of Christian education, go through the SMP program. Um, I think a lot of uh, educators, probably teachers yep. as well. Um, but it's it's a, a pretty fantastic thing. Uh, it's also not less work. I mean, there's no. It's, it's quite a bit um, that he has on his plate, and we're very very grateful. To have uh, somebody not only with the brain that Brady has, right, um, the heart that he has, but then also the willingness because he has a young family, mm-hmm. and uh, a career change like this is is big. But going through that um, SMP program, it's it's a it's a heavy load uh, it, it, of it studying. And, and I mean, he has classes on Monday night, and then like every Thursday, he has like a I don't know twenty page paper due. <laughs> like it's. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, and uh, and on top of that, he works you know full time here to yeah to do the ministry and, and and I love I love what Brady brings to the table because um, you know when you talk about adding people to the team, um, we don't need another me. We have me, and Brady compliments me in sure. so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he is so skilled at so many things that are weaknesses or just maybe not even weaknesses just. Things I don't enjoy yeah. of the of the role, you know, and he he picks those things up and and uh, and and he brings a lot of humor and fun to the office, you know. I know on on Sundays uh, he's he's all business and serious, <laughs> but I mean we can attest like 
Brady's hysterical. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we have a great time together. Especially when he's, you know, he's, he's fairly quiet. So when he speaks up or he throws, he throws a quip in, it's always, um, it, yeah, it's it unexpected. takes you a second. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. Yeah. But this is an opportunity now, since you didn't deliver the message, as I mentioned, um, for you to, as his mentor. Yeah. Right. Um, critique him in front of everyone. To critique him, that's right, in front of, a, in front of the, the listening audience here, as well as, uh, as uh, just flat out correct him where he got things wrong. Right? Sure. So what Brady got right, what Brady got wrong, <laughs> we'll spend the majority of the time on what Brady got wrong. Right. No, I'm kidding. He did a, he did a really nice job. He does. Um, he does. And it's, it's, and it's always interesting for me because I don't, I don't give a lot of direction on that. You know, like we'll we'll do one initial meeting, kind of looking at the text, and mm-hmm. you know, what are you thinking? Where are you going with it? You know, kind of thing. Um, and I'll give them some feedback at that, but then to just kind of step back, and it's always interesting for me to sit and listen because I always, like for you know eleven and a half years now, like I've written the messages, and and so it's so interesting to to hear him start on something and go, oh, I wouldn't have gone that way. Yeah. And then I see where he goes, and I'm like, cool, because. They wouldn't, or people wouldn't have heard that because I wouldn't have gone, or I wouldn't have found that point, or I wouldn't have thought that way, you know. And so I I do love having multiple voices up there, you know, looking at text and bringing out their own insights, and and uh, so yeah, I sit back and and I'm intrigued, you know, and it's it's neat because um, for me. I kind of sound like a broken record because I've heard myself preach for 11 years, yeah. you know, and, and for me, like I'm thinking of the whole year and I'm like, okay, I'm talking about this topic in two months and I talked about it four months ago and I'm talking about it today. Mm-hmm. Like, am I hitting it too much? And I know the people listening don't recognize all that, but I'm thinking of that. And that's why it's so exciting to have Brady come in um, every once in a while and kind of do something different. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of let it go and it, and it goes in, in his direction and his skill set and his, his perspective, you know, and it's just neat to to get that second voice, you know. And at the same time, I would think that it also is a bit difficult um, in that <clears throat> this is the church that you lead. Yeah. Christ. Right. Then you. Right. <laughs> as we talked about last week. It's, yeah. But it's hard. It's It's got to be difficult because um, it's sort of like sending, maybe uh, like sending your, your, your kid, not to call Brady a kid but sending your kid to kindergarten you're like is everything going to be okay you know <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think it's I think it's um, and, and, I, and, 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 and and I mean I have no problem saying I'm honest about it I, I, I I'm controlling like yeah, I sure I I have uh, um, I my leadership style is um, a, a, a strong leader and where I see a void or where I see something, you know, I just jump in. Like, yeah. you know, and you know this from being in staff meetings and stuff like that. When it, when there's a question, my natural tendency is, okay, here, let's do this. Let's go. Right. You know, like, let's keep moving. Um, if a decision needs to be made, I'll jump in and make a decision. We'll see if it works out, you know, like, you know, but like, let's we'll keep moving. And, and, you know, the, I just, I like to... I like to be in control. I like to, and, and I think that's served us well, you know, sure. in many areas. There's some areas where, you know, I have to learn to step back. And this is one of those. Yeah. Um, that the future of Grace Hill is going to go far beyond me or I've failed. 
or I failed. Yeah. If I've built this whole thing on me, and it's all about, um, you know, all the sermons have to be exactly the way I want, and all of the groups have to be exactly the way I want, and it, um, we're we're not going to make it past me. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, I'm not going to be here for forever. Um, whether you know, you know, 15 years from now, I take a call somewhere else, or one day I retire in 30 years. You know, like yeah. there will be a day someone else is going to lead this church for sure. Um, and we need to be at a place where, you know, and, and we see this with a, a church we love very much, you know, where yeah. there's a, a move at the top and a lot of people were connected to that person. Yeah. And, and that's hard. And I know that's inevitable that that's going to happen. Um, but it would be so great if there's a day that I do step somewhere else or retire and people are so comfortable and and so connected with the other preaching people that are doing it at that time you know because i hope one day we have multiple sites and you know multiple preachers you yeah. know going on and um it'd be so great if everybody's like okay justin's got but we we got brady and we got x and y and z yeah. like we're we're good we know them we love them and and they lead us too it for for a pastor um who leading a church like like grace hill uh it's it's sort of, uh, it's. I think it's it's two things um, that are that are separate, but similar in that. You want to be leading your people, um, and delivering uh, messages, um, caring for them, um, caring for the flock, so to speak. Uh, but at the same time, setting up, um, like you just referenced, something that's going to continue on after you go. So. You know, if you're gone tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, you you want Grace Hill to to flourish and grow and, and to thrive, and yet at the same time, it's like, but will you miss me? <laughs> well, <laughs> please miss me. Sure. We we, sure. we actually talked about this um, probably a year ago, you and I about how when different staff members or leaders within within a church get another opportunity. Mm-hmm. That that they want to take, it's tough to to see them go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, but you're you're a part of this place, and people are connected to you, and you're important here. Well, but sure. at the same time, Johnny, yeah. I mean, like as you came on right mm-hmm. after Johnny, mm-hmm. like I mean, Johnny was a huge part of Grace Hill. Yeah, and and I mean, he was he was there. You were the one who found Johnny for us, you know, and that's such a great story um, of how that all worked out. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, um, and that was a big loss. That was a big loss. He he had such a deep connection to this entire church, um, and and as a staff, I mean, we yeah. were a we were a three team staff for three years. From, yeah, from the you know, and then Brady got added on in in Johnny's last year, you know. But, um, and and I felt like uh, I felt like we there was inevitable. Um, mourning over that, and and yeah. even a couple people that that went with him, and sure. um, because of that tie and that connection, um, but I felt like we weathered that pretty well. Well, and the blessing of knowing that this church raised up a leader, right, and now he gets to go on, right, and continue his work in Christ, um, and and he raised up other leaders. Exactly. You know, we just saw. You know, that beautiful Savior Northwest, yeah. Alex and Justin are over there leading, you know, right. and he raised them up. And, and as you come on, like, the, I'm sure there's already people you're identifying that are like future leaders. For here, sure. Here, here, yeah. here. Um, but, I mean, 
but that whole process only points to how amazing God is. Mm -hmm. You know, like you were a part of the dream team that that really dreamed up this church. You were a part of the launch team that got it going. And then it was a transition point for you to step back to Divine Shepherd and Johnny comes in. Um, and then, I mean, you and Johnny didn't communicate that. Literally, God put it on both your hearts at pretty much the same time that you came to me and were like, hey, we're going to come back to Grace Hill. Um, you know, like we're just coming as a family and yeah. stuff. And literally, what was it, within a month or two? Yeah. God put it on Johnny's heart to take the call to King of Kings. And it was like, well, gee, I wonder where we're going to go for a worship leader. Oh, he's sitting right out here, you know, like. And yeah. so it's just crazy how God, God's out ahead of those things and does those things. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got Brady was one day just sitting there saying, hey, guys, there's a pastor shortage. We are probably not, you know, churches trying to get a pastor right now are having to wait two years. That's how long the process is. And everybody's saying no and finding the right guy. I said, we're going to need some of you guys to do S&P. And Brady comes up, Mr. Optometrist, you know, right. like, hey, me. Yeah. And it's like, really? It got it been putting it on his heart for years. Sure. And then, you know, Sarah, the same thing. She's a preschool teacher, you know, at the Montessori school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, Sarah, like, we really need someone to take on kindergarten through 12th grade. <laughs> like, who wants to do that? That's you know, a tall like, order. That, I mean, and there's one out of 100 people in the world that can relate to a two-year-old and a 18-year-old yeah. well. And she's one of them. She does it as as well as anybody I've ever yes. met. In fact, it 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 blows my mind. She connects with everybody. She really does. She does a great she job. She does so well. And a lot of times I think you know people who are inclined to work with little kids mm -hmm. tend to treat even adults oh, yes. as they would. <laughs> yes. Like a little kid. They talk to them like a little kid. Right. She doesn't do that. No. No, she, she relates to everybody. Well, she's but, amazing. But the, to that point, like, I had no idea that mm -hmm. God was putting it on her and her husband's heart to kind of go through a transition and think about what's next. And then, boom, I pop in and say, hey, what about this? Would you want this? And yes. I mean, so it's just so cool how God leads and directs. And that's what I hope for Grace Hill, that um, I, <clears throat> and I'll say this now, I'm here for a while, a long while. Like, uh, you know, we... We made a commitment to get this church going. We love this church. This church is our family. And I mean, practically speaking, why would I go anywhere else? Yeah. This church is literally everything I love because I helped build it. You yeah. know, like, it was like, oh, I'm not good at that. Let's not do that. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I love this. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. <laughs> you know, like, it, this church is perfectly tailored to who I am and, yeah. and what my skills and strengths are. Um, but, but, we we have to build this church to something bigger than me, yeah. you know, and and it needs to be, and God's going to take care of all that. God will raise up the right leaders at the right time, and you know, right now we're hiring two positions, yeah. and um, I can't say too much, but God is already like at work bringing people to us that it's like really, and they're like yeah, <clears throat> I've been having this on my heart for a while now. It's like wow. Okay. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. And so that's just cool. What that's a great transition, cool. by the way, into our second um, our second week into um, this this uh, series on Colossians. Um, as we discussed, as Brady preached about the mystery yeah. of God and how God is at work um, in, in mysterious ways. Um, you know, that's sort of something you hear. 
mm-hmm. the Lord works in mysterious ways. Well, Brady focused his uh, his message on the mystery of God, and in fact, the the things that that you were just alluding to and, and referencing, yep. how God, in His own way, and mysterious to us, not to Him, but mysterious mm-hmm. to us about how He's working and and the preparation um, for the things that that um, we're seeing now and how long he's been at work in them, um, be it through Brady and his SMP, um, be it through Sarah and these other folks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's uh, a good transition. Yeah. So nice job. Well, did, you, did you plan on that? No, uh, <laughs> you know, it was God at work. <laughs> it was God at work. That's right. In his mysterious ways. But yeah, I love where he went with it, with the mystery of the gospel, just mm-hmm. how the gospel does not make sense. And it, it really does. Like, why would Jesus love us? Like, while we are alienated from him, while we are running... And I loved the analogy he brought in of the Grand Canyon. Because there's just something about that visual of seeing, you know, he was a South Rim, North Rim, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's even greater than that. Yeah, you, you know, can like, take a picture with your phone. Right. And, it, and, like, it's a really cool picture, but right. you have no concept. And and to that point, I've never been I the have. Grand Canyon. And it's, it is one of the few... And I'll say this, side note. It is one of the few places that lives up to the hype. Really? Yes. Because, you know, like, sometimes you hear that, and it's like, oh, you got to see this, and you go, and people do it with restaurants all the time. Oh, you got to eat at this restaurant, yeah. you know, like, you go, and you're like, yeah, that was a regular meal. Was, you know, like... It was a burger. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was okay. <laughs> yeah. and, and I feel like Grant King gets that kind of hype, you know. And when Joe and I went for the first time, like, it blows you away. Hmm. It's mine. I mean, it's just gorgeous. And it's huge, and it's massive, and... It's deep. I mean, it's just, it, it's breathtaking. You mm-hmm. just stop and stare for a while. But I, I love that he pulled that in, just that imagery. And, and then he, he made the point of, it's not just like there's this canyon. Like, literally, we are actively running away. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. every day that canyon grows bigger, you know. Um, and and the, just the, the mystery of that, of... Um, You know, I think in my own life, um, I would be too prideful to chase after somebody that's running away from me. You know what I'm saying? Just constantly. I just look at my own life, and and I I, I love Jesus. I, I every day strive to learn to walk and follow more in, in the path that Jesus has for me. But every day I struggle with my sins and fall short, and um, and how frustrating God must. Be, how, how frustrating that is for God and how frustrating he must be with me but but just as Brady read about like that's not God's reaction to that God's reaction is I'm going to keep chasing yeah and that's just such a mystery like why God why why would you do that why do you love like that why do you pursue like that um and and, and then he he made the 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 point the analogy of um you know the debt that we have to God like um it's not just like God pulls our debt to zero. It's that, you know, he, he takes the, the vast amount of our debt, he pays that, and then he gives us the vast amount of his riches. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we don't just go to zero. We go to... We go beyond. We go richest person in the world. From, from, a, from massive debt, not just to a zero to bank wealth. account, to un, unlimited wealth. Yes, unlimited wealth. Yeah. That we could never spend. That we could never spend in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 who God is. That He He doesn't just that as as we stand before the Lord. 
everything we've done, everything is going to be covered because Jesus is going to be standing in front, in front mm-hmm. of us. Jesus is going to be, you know, the wrath of God is, is directed at us and Jesus is going to stand in front of us and say, let me take that. This person goes free. Mm-hmm. And, and we get to just walk out from behind Jesus and accept what he gets. Yeah. Which in, is in our righteous white I, I hate saying that every <laughs> baptism, but that is the truth. But I cannot say that. Righteous white robe. It's, it's really hard. It's a hard phrase. Yeah. But that's that's the beauty is we come in in our filthy rags. Yeah. He puts his righteous white robe on us, and then we walk for free. Walk for free. That's unbelievable. We, I can't remember we mentioned it last week, or it's just something we were discussing recently. Um, when, when we are actively turning away from God or running from God um, which we often do um, that when we turn around that 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 canyon if you will has not expanded but Jesus as the word of God um, actively building the bridge yep. is right behind us <laughs> just right there the, the, we turn the, around we're running projects right now that's right it's yeah. still it's, <laughs> he's <laughs> You know, yeah. he's, he's right behind us um, and and I think that's that's such an important thing for people to know uh, I, I I worry I worry quite a bit about uh, people who are who are stuck uh, so deeply in sin whatever it happens to be that they think I'm just unworthy um, yeah and so since I'm unworthy and I'm not good I'll never be good enough I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep doing this right. because I'm not, I'm not worthy of a savior. I'm not worthy um, of of a loving God. So I'm just gonna live in this sin instead. It's heartbreaking. It is. And what I want to tell him is just, hey, turn around. He's right there. Right. Yeah. You continuing on this path does not mean that he's given up on you, um, or that you're farther away. In fact, he's he's closer to you now than he ever has been before. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I want people to know. And, and yeah, and it, it's hard. I've had that season of my life. I, I talk about this, you know, my college days, you know, where where I was making all the wrong decisions, doing living a life that was that was just so far from God, and um, and the thought of turning around, well, you know, I'd have to. I'd have to find new friends because all of my friends were involved oh, with that. Yeah. Um, and as sad as it is, like I was comfortable, like that was my place. Like I, that was my lifestyle. That was where I was at. And, um, and, and so I settled for something less mm-hmm. and, and I was, I was okay settling for something less because, um, it just seemed too hard to turn around um, and unfortunately for me out of the great mercy of God he had me hit rock bottom and sometimes that's the story of our life is God loves us so much he's going to let us hit rock bottom mm. he's going to let the consequences of what happens absolutely crush everything so that we have no choice but to turn around yeah. and and um and I tell this story before, but you know, one of my, one of the clearest the gospel ever reached me. I was grew up with a kid 
Um, he was at my church, a little younger than me, and um, I bumped into his mom after I was kind of like out of school for a while, and um, and I said, you know, how's he doing? And she said, not good. You know, he kind of at the end of high school, he got into drugs and he got in trouble, and you know, and she said, every day I pray that God would put a massive boulder in his life to just trip him up and knock him on his face and get him to just wake up. Mm. And she said, but as his mom, I love him so much that I pray it's not a very big rock yeah. and it doesn't have a lot of consequences. Um, but she knew. She knew. Something that's needs to be in his way. I mean, that's such a, a, that is such a deep, mature Christian prayer. Mm. And it's a prayer that I think everybody at Rock Bottom should pray. You know, like, God, I can't pull myself out of this. Please just crush it around me mm-hmm. so that I have no option. Yeah. You know, and that's what God did with me. I, I, you know, we got some thunder going outside. Is that what that is? Yeah. Um, I, you know, when I got to seminary, everybody kind of talked about, hey, how'd you get here? You know, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the guys, it was like, well, my dad was a pastor and I always knew I wanted to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then some of the guys had, you know, these big stories of, of, you know, and it wasn't like one story was better than the other. It was just the reality that all of us were supposed to be here. And I would have, in my own stubbornness and sin, I would have never been here. Sure. If God didn't absolutely do the, the big crash, you know, my life around me, give me a dream, pull mm-hmm. me away. I would have never been here. Yeah. And, and. Because I wasn't responding, you know? And so what was he supposed to do? <laughs> you know, like, he loved me so much that he didn't say, hey, I'm throwing in the towel on this. You're not supposed to be a pastor. Right. You know, I wanted you to be a pastor, but because you just continually just keep running away, I'm just going to go to plan B. Yeah. He said, no, I'll do whatever it takes to win you back, to pull you home, and to get you where I've made for you to be. Because yeah. I know without a doubt I was supposed to be here. I know this is what he has for me. But I didn't think so then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine that uh, in in that season of your life, um, not only did you not think that that was going to be the case, but at the time you probably didn't feel worthy of the well, of the position and, and the still, calling. And still, like if sure. I was God, the people I would grab are the are the Bradys of the world. You know, the 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 guys that have have lived a life. Where they already had mm. self-discipline, had maturity of faith, had yeah. you know, like that's who I would grab to be the pastors, because right. like you know, I, I, yeah, there, are, there are tons of things that, you know, if if you had people that knew me in, in college or you know, in certain seasons of my life, if they were to come here on Sunday, they would turn around to you guys and be like, why do you, yeah. any of you? Do you know? Let me tell you some stories right. about Buzz. And I would be, <laughs> and I would be ashamed and embarrassed. Sure. And, and you know, and but that God doesn't disqualify me because of what I've done. But in fact, He actually uses that to yeah, uniquely, uniquely qualify. And that's exactly what Brady was talking about—the mystery of the gospel. Yeah. That, that it's a mystery. Like God, why wouldn't you just pick the really good people right. and let them lead? You know, and why would you pick someone like me? Because, you know, I'm. There are going to be days I disappoint people sure. as pastor. You know, I I still have my my faults and my failures. I. Um, you know, there, there have been times that I've had to say sorry to people because I, I wasn't, um, as 
thoughtful as I could have been, or I didn't, you know, handle, you know, now that I step back and think about it, I guess I should have answered this way on that, you know, like, I, I still, you know, don't feel qualified. Um, but the beauty is, is that God, God uses me despite that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the mystery of the gospel is there, there isn't one of us that isn't redeemable. So the song of the day, if you will, the song following the message um, that we chose is Reckless Love yes. of God. Great song. Um, which is right up there with one of my favorites, um, not only because it's just so well written, um, but because it, it, it when, when you can sing a song that somebody else wrote but feel every word, yeah. every lyric of it, um, there's something special about that. And Corey Asbury, you know, he does this <clears throat> story around the song um, in an old YouTube video uh, that says, you know, I'm not saying that God is reckless. I'm not saying that God's love is reckless. That's a term that we can use to call it because mm-hmm. it seems utterly preposterous. Preposterous. <laughs> Righteous white robe. Yes. Preposterous. <laughs> For someone to love in such a way where <clears throat> the person's unlovable. Um, and and so for us, it's, it seems reckless, not for God. Um, but in, in the chorus, you know, um, I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Yeah. Um, certainly not. You know, we don't deserve God's love. We don't deserve um, Jesus as a Savior. We don't deserve the blessings of, of this life. We don't deserve to be pastors and, and mm-hmm. on staff at a church. Um, well, I mean, God that's is... part of your story too, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. How much time do we have, Pastor? <laughs> I mean, this isn't times? just me talking, My like goodness. you. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so many times. And that's, I think, why, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, when people feel stuck in their sin and they don't feel redeemable, um, or, or lovable uh, for them to say, well, this is, this is the life. This is where we're going with this. This is what, this is what I am because there's nothing else. There's no way that I could be loved in such a way that would counter all of the messiness that I am. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yet he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet he does. What well, was the time for you that you kind of the mystery of God's gospel that you kind of got overwhelmed or something like that? Oh, is there a moment that wow. you can think of? Um, well, I mean, maybe maybe going back to to what you said about um, him allowing for very difficult, troubling times or circumstances for then you to respond by. But my God loves me. My God mm. has me. Um, I, I think of just a more recent time, um, a, a challenging issue with uh, with one of our kids, um, where at the time it was like this is the absolute worst thing mm-hmm. that I could imagine happening. I'm completely out of control, and it's it's beyond any help that we can provide. Um, and yet, what God did through that was so miraculous um, what he allowed for and, and what he showed us through that and how he allowed us to, to refocus our lives and our priorities and, and, and quite a bit of, of what, what led me back into full-time ministry was we had to make some changes mm-hmm. in our house in our, you know, for the sake of our family 
um, and not just for this one child, but for, for all of our children, um, was something that, that just absolutely wrecked us and then brought us back to zero, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then filled our accounts with, with unlimited riches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got a million examples. <laughs> <laughs> Many more focused on myself and right. my sprinting away, yeah, um, and, and just making just horrible decisions, and God just constantly, just you know, like I, I picture myself running away and He's got me by the shirt, mm-hmm. you know, He's He's horse collaring me, right? <laughs> like a football reference, you know, right. He's got me by the back of the shoulder pads yeah. and He's just dragging me back, and yeah. it hurts, mm-hmm. it hurts so bad, and yet. Yeah, uh, it it makes way for it makes way just for just such a wonderful wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. But for another time, yeah, for another time, we have many other episodes to come. We do, and we and we're going we're going long. So okay, I know there's a lot to a lot more to go through. But yeah, we're gonna wrap it up today, and we're gonna wrap it up the way that we always wrap it up here. Five, five rapid fire questions for Pastor Justin. Now, these are five questions that he does not have any advanced knowledge of, so we expect that he answers quickly, and therefore these will be the most accurate and truthful responses that he could possibly give. They're pretty easy today, but they're fun. Number one, what is your favorite vacation that you've been on? And you've been around quite a bit. Yeah. Share that answer first, and then tell your 50-state goal. Oh, sure. Um, My favorite vacation that I went on uh, probably the last one we, we did. So we are doing all 50 states mm-hmm. by the time my oldest, Peyton, graduates college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, uh, what was that, a month ago or so, uh, we did South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, um, which are not exciting states. <laughs> um, no offense to anybody who... No no offense, <laughs> there, but, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, the day we get to Hawaii and Alaska and Florida. Um <laughs> But, uh, man, we just, you know, everything went great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to say that, we had tons of things that didn't work out. You know, like we, we were, North Dakota, we were supposed to do an air show. Um, and there was like a dust bowl, you know, and so the planes weren't flying. And we, we got back to the car and Joe had wet wipes and they were covered black. You know, we just like cleaned <laughs> off our faces. Um, but the, the kids, we had fun. We, I had never been to the, you know, parts of those uh, states. Um, and the kids loved each part of it. And it was just, um, it's one of those things. The, the kids uh, have a book at home. And when we get done, they'll pick which pictures they want to put in there to remember each state, you know. And they'll get to pick, you know, 10 or so pictures. And, like, it's just fun watching the pictures they pick. Because they're not all them. You know, right. sometimes it's like, oh, I remember Beckett did that at the <laughs> Cheesecake Factory, and, and you know, like, the, you know, like, and and it's just, um, ah, I just love it. Uh, and we had such a good trip, and um, you know, we did a baseball game, and we did uh, we did the Mall of America, and we did uh, a museum, and um, we just had a great time. But yeah, so the kids don't know every. So the the thing is, is every Christmas dinner, uh, will kind of. Tell the kids, yeah, here's where we're going this next year. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to be super excited for their 
the 2023. Oh, spoiler so, alert. Spoiler. <laughs> Don't listen, Bill Kids. Oh, wow. Well, so, okay, that actually leads into the second question. Okay. Which of your four kids is your favorite? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. That's not it. I love them all the same. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, was, I, I was explaining, I was like, Yes, I have a favorite child, but it's not consistent. It changes depending on <laughs> circumstances and seasons. You know, but isn't that true? Because I know people, you're supposed to say, I don't have a favorite. Yeah. Um, but I have a favorite one for different things. Yeah. You know, like, I love I love this one because we do this. And I love to do this one or do this with this, this one. Thing, yeah. and, you know, I love this trait about this one. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, that, and that, I think that's special because I have I have something with each one. Yeah. And maybe one day they'll be jealous and angry, like, how come you never took me golfing? You know, like, and it's like, well, because that was me and his thing. You know, like, that was, you know, like, I don't Because know. you're not athletic. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to be embarrassed by you. <laughs> more, more because you talked the whole time. Right. <laughs> okay, so rapid fire question number two, Pastor Justin, what is your favorite pastime? What do you like to do outside of work? Um, and don't say spend time with your kids. That does not count. No. Okay. Um, uh, I like watching sports. Um, but that's not really outside. That's um, well, okay. You can, okay. It can be. I, I'm, I'm a huge sports fan. Yeah. Uh, I, I put on the calendar, you know, games I want to watch. Cannot wait, you know, for a couple weeks for football to start back up. Uh, so watch a lot of sports. Um, the family, we do a lot of walks. We, we try and do, like, almost a daily walk. Um, and I love that. We take the dog. And uh, if you go about a half mile away, um, there's a, a little farm with a horses. And we've talked to the people and they don't care. And so we bring carrots and apples yeah. and we feed the horses and stuff like that. And, um, so like to, like to go on walks. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't have a lot of big hobbies. You know, I'm not like a woodworker or any, mm-hmm. you know, like all that kind of I like to mow the brass. I know how silly that sounds, but. I do love a lot of people do that. A lot of it's, people. It's thirty yeah. minutes of just kind of white noise solitude, sure. and yeah. So, okay, faster, rapid question up next. Who was your favorite teacher, or what was your favorite grade? Um, I would say fourth grade, Mr. Burns. Um, I did not like school mm. until I got to fourth grade, uh, and he was. The most awesome teacher. He had pets all in the room. Not pets, but, you know, animals. And we would get, you know, rewarded by getting to, you know, have animal time. You know, like if we did our homework on time, we'd get to play with the different animals. He had computers. And that was kind of a big deal. Because he had, like, Prodigy. Like, back old school day. And we had uh, Oregon Trail on the little floppy disk. (laughs) You know, so, like, uh, he just, he, and he, he took care of all that. You know, like. He did that. Yeah. Like, the school didn't pay me. Like, he did that. Um, but then he also rewarded us with pistachios. Mm. And that, I have a love of pistachios. And I, I'm a crack the nut pistachio person yeah. because I am. Because, like, he would he would have, like, we'd have trivia, you know, and stuff like that. And he'd hand out pistachios. <laughs> and we'd all, you know, like, and, uh, but he, he made learning fun for me. Because mm. he really, he was the first teacher um, that I kind of met that said, like, that you can learn outside the box, you know, because I, I, uh, I struggled. I, I was a really bad reader. I was dyslexic, mm-hmm. and we didn't find that out until you know about that age. Yeah. Um, and so reading was frustrated. I hate. I hated reading out loud. I, I um, couldn't sound out, you know, because the words would 
jumble, jumble in my them. head. And, yeah. You know, so if I saw a word I had never seen before, I couldn't figure it out. And he just, he, he really turned things around for me <laughs> and made learning fun. And then I, that kind of sparked a new thing for me. Good. Well, shout out to Mr. Burns. Yeah, Mr. Either Burns. here or beyond. Yeah. Yes. Uh, rapid fire question number four. What physical trait do you wish you had? Is height one of them? Yeah. Yeah. You wish you were taller? Sure. Yeah. Just like that rap song. I yeah. wish I were a little bit taller. Taller. Yeah. I wish I was a baller. baller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, middle school was a great time for me, sports-wise. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I was a little smaller than everybody else, you know, but I, I was still in the arena yeah. with everybody else. And then when I got to high school, it was like everybody else grew, and I just stayed the same. Because I loved basketball. But I went to a, a 5A Florida school. We had people go D1 off of, I mean, like, football. We, we had FSU, Ohio State, North Carolina. I mean, like, these guys. Legit. We had legit D1 athletes all the play. You know, basketball, too. You know, like, we had a guy go to Clemson. We had a guy, you know, like, for. And so, yeah, the entire basketball team was, like, you know, the smallest person was six one. You know, mm-hmm. like, it was just. Uh, so I wish I was taller because I would have loved to play some of the sports a little longer. Yeah. So. But you are more comfortable on airplanes. That is true. There, there are advantages. Than Chris Covey, for example, or Matt, <laughs> or Matt Mueller, Matt legit six eight, six nine guys. Yes. How comfortable are they on airplanes? Exactly. Ha-ha, right. Yeah. Take that. Take that. Okay, and final question: Rapid fire, question number five, Pastor Buzz. What superpower would you like to have? Oh goodness! Um, don't say melt people with your eyes. No, I don't. I would. Uh, okay. You know, it'd be hard. You know, flying would be good. Teleportation would be good. Just gotta, you choose one. I think. You know, I think I'd go invisible. Invisible? Yeah. Because you. Really? I mean, really. I think that'd be interesting. So you could judge all of your. Uh, There's your, so many things you could do with that. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Yeah, I mean, like you could go anywhere. I never thought you'd say this. I. You can go anywhere. You can do anything. Um, <laughs> you know, flying uh, and teleportation would be nice too. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'd go invisible. You go invisibility. Which one would you do? I think flying. Flying. Yeah. 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 That'd be good. It'd be good. I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> oddly, but if you could control it, you wouldn't be. That's probably. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I mean, like flying, like. It would be awesome. You know, one of those like bright sunny days and you see that big fluffy poofy cloud up there yeah. just to like punch through it. Just see what that feels like. That I, would be fun. I think more so because then I would be able to avoid um, rush hour traffic, taking kids to school in a car. Oh, so you can fly them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you just, just hold gather them. them all up and. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe strength and flying. Yeah. Maybe you flying with super strength. Yeah. It's kind of a combination. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Fine. I'd go invisible. Invisibility. Love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. This is this is awesome. Yeah. And we hope this is this a blessing time. to you guys. For certain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as always, we wrap up by letting you know that Grace Hill Church is located at 20275 Honeysuckle Drive in Elkhorn, Nebraska. We meet every Sunday for worship at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m., And we hope to uh, see you soon. Thanks again, Pastor. Thank you.